morning, good morning everyone. Today we decided to change place. We came to my house here. I have a set of mats up in the in my room here in my house. And um, we are meeting here today. I have my cats that <laughs> came to join us too. My purple belt flat cat. <laughs> How you feel today, Rafael? Awesome, man. Good? To the bang, to the bang. Yeah, just, everybody. Had a you. good workout in the gym and uh, came home here, got some food. And uh, today we'd like to talk a little bit about uh, the two. We had uh, uh, visitors that, that came yesterday from a competition gym, gym in uh, Minnesota and uh, brought us to talk a little bit about the competition aspect of jiu-jitsu and the self-defense aspect of jiu-jitsu that's something that everybody talk a lot these days and um, i can talk about this a lot because i've been on both sides i started my jiu-jitsu journey 20 years ago focusing tournaments and competing with my team and my friends and uh, I taught jiu-jitsu for a long time, focused on competition and tournaments. My last competition was in 2009 on the Europeans tournament in Portugal. And uh, that's when I decided to retire of competition and uh, look for another way to train. And uh, it's totally different aspects. And uh, later on, we're probably going to lead this conversation towards injuries and uh, how you feel when you train jiu-jitsu in a competition environment and when you train jiu-jitsu in a self-defense environment. We are based, our gym now is based 100% focus on self-defense. We don't train students for competition, we don't talk about points, rules, federation or anything. We prepare our students for life in case they need to defend themselves or if they need to defend a friend or a parent or whatever in the and that's bringing us a lot of rewards especially teaching the kids right we just talking about this uh, recently uh, we asked the kids like hey do you see fights in the street and do you see fights in the school and they always see it actually yesterday a kid reports to you yeah a situation that he was uh, that he's so a fight in the school, right? There was like three or four kids that talked to me about different situations that happened in school. And and to give you a little bit of, of content where we coming from as a gym, Jackson opened the gym now, what, three, four years ago? Yeah, for three years and a half ago, I opened my gym yeah. and uh, that was and already 100% focus on self-defense. Yeah, and he had experience with competition in, you know, in Brazil when you started, but yeah. in, in London, that was another competition one. And then you, when you came here again, that was another competition gym, right? Mm -hmm. And and for for me, for example, the only experience that I have is self-defense. A little bit in the beginning when the gym was transitioning to the self-defense part, uh, I didn't have other experience of the school, so I w I'm lucky enough to start with the self-defense mindset like right away. But um, hearing all the stories and seeing the other guys coming into the gym with a competition uh, mindset and the, the sports side of it, and, and the kids as well, the experience is totally different. So I wanted to give you a little context on that part, and for the kids, that the situation in schools is happening all the time, like we were talking about before, about bullying and, and all of that. Uh, the, the main difference is the way that they defend themselves when that 
a situation happens. Like they see punches thrown in and, and grabbing everything. And, and if they're in the other gym that practice only competition and point systems and all that stuff, it doesn't make any sense for them to practice pulling guard. If you don't know that that's just basically lay on the ground and then closing your legs and hug the other person. If they're throwing punches, how can they defend that if they don't know how to, if they don't practice that in their own academy? So it doesn't make any sense for them to go into a competition gym that most of them sell as a self-defense, self by the way, that they sell it that way and then you enter and then they're grabbing the, the uniform and, and not even practicing a little bit of what yeah. the strikers are. You rely so, on grips and yeah. uh, a lot of stolen, a lot of stolen in competitions these days. And uh, totally I've seen, basic. I've seen many things happen at the gym. I've seen um, two brothers that were training for four years in a well-known competition organization, and uh, and they were they were actually playing soccer at our facilities. And a kid put this kid on the wall and was intimidating him and he didn't know what to do. And he came to me and asked like, hey, that kid, that kid's messed with me. I said, so what, what did you do? And he said, no, I didn't do anything. I didn't know what to do. And that was a kid with four years on his luggage, four years of jujitsu, stuck on the wall in the corner and he didn't know what to do. This, that, this is where? This was a while ago. This is what no, in, in the academy here, or here at my at at Memorial Door oh, okay. at our gym. These two brothers, you know them. I don't want to tell. Yeah. I don't want to say their names, but they trained for four years in a in a competition yeah. academy. That's what I wanted. I wanted to ask in the competition yeah. academy mm -hmm. before. Okay. Wow. Yeah, in a very well-known competition academy for four years, and uh, and they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to raise their hands and tell the guy to stop and walk away or how to move away from the wall in case somebody gets you stuck in the wall. And uh, and I asked them, so what did you do? And he said, like, oh, I didn't know what to do. I just I just got stuck there. Actually, I saw it happen and I came to help them. I said, hey, you guys stop there. And I thought it was just a, a regular thing, but that kid was actually very affected with that situation that he didn't know what to do. And, uh, and that sparked me my curiosity to investigate a little more and see what people really learning and uh, I'm not saying that a competition gym is bad for you it's just a different approach it's very good for you too it yeah. bring a lot of benefits it's different service the main difference that I think about what we teach today 100% focus on self-defense in a competition academy is in a competition academy the person that's already strong, he's gonna be stronger. He's gonna be even better than what he used to be. But a frail person with no much confidence, a smaller guy that have no much confidence and he go to a competition gym, it's gonna be harder for him to follow the standards, you know, because and most of the gyms, most of the gyms that focus on, on competitions and tournaments, they don't obligate the student to compete. They don't say like, hey, you're going to turn here, you're going to have to compete. Some of them <coughs> do, but most of them yeah, don't. Of them, yeah. You know, but imagine you see all your friends going to compete, but you can't be part of that. You know, yeah. you can't be part. You can be a spectator, but you can't be part of 
that's that part, yeah. that big part of yeah. what you're there. You know, you that can support your trainees, you can support yeah. your your team, you know, you can uh, support them in training. You know, I remember I, I used to tell my students like, hey, even if you're not going to compete, just come to the gym so you can train with your partners to prepare them to go. When you prepare somebody to go to a competition, you're talking about a hardcore training, okay? Because it's a war out there. When you go compete, you're facing somebody that you, you don't know, you don't care about what's gonna happen that person, if he get injured or not. You're gonna give your best regardless of how your opponent gonna feel, you know? After you shake hands and you hug each other, but if you broke his knee or his finger or something, you don't really care about it. You know, that's something totally different than the environment that we have now. We really, really care about the well-being of your, your, your partner. We don't even call an opponent. We yeah. call your partner. <clears throat> You know, and uh, yesterday, actually, I left the, the class a little early. I had to leave the, the gym a little early because of uh, family issues. And uh, I asked Rafael today, so how was training yesterday after, after I left? And he said, oh, we have this visitor that came from another gym and he, he came to visit us and he trained in a competition uh, gym up north. And, uh, and he was totally overwhelmed with the training here at the gym, right? Tell yeah. us a little bit about what, uh, what this person reports to us. Yeah. So it was an interesting story that, that he was telling me. He comes from North, like Jackson said, and, and he came Tuesday. He came Tuesday, sorry, he came uh, Monday. And he trains in a mainly competition gym, not only, not only the competition gym, but uh, MMA, um, <clears throat> Black Bill is the one that is teaching the, the classes so he tells me a little bit about the type of training that they have and the way that they do their own curriculum and all that stuff right so when he tells me a little bit he sees the, the training when he gets Monday we have first advanced and then we have fundamentals so he gets 30 minutes before he sees 30 minutes of the fundamentals of the advanced sorry and the advanced we train the techniques a little bit and then we we get to the training part, the rolling part, and that's like a, a sparring in, in boxing. We spar a little bit, but super friendly. So he sees the training, and then after the fundamentals, he sees the fundamentals. In the fundamentals, there's no training at all, just technique. And we sit after all those all all those classes after the after we end up end up the day basically at the academy. He tells me a little bit of the story of his academy, like I told you now, and he tells me like. This, this is incredible. The way that you guys train in the advanced class, not only the process that we do is, that they do there uh, in, in his school is three days of basic and then training. So three, three days of three basic days. of techniques and everything. And then he sees two techniques, three techniques like, like us, but then after that, after that he's training. Um, so for him free. that he's white belt, yeah, mm -hmm. for him that he's a white belt three stripes right now, it's difficult to have all the tools to defend yourself with those type of calibers of blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, and black belt. So he was telling me he has, I, I believe, I don't want to uh, um, make the mistake, but three to four months maybe um, training. And he got injured several times during those couple mm -hmm. of months. Not only several times, but he has his wife there now for two months and he injured herself as, uh, as well as uh, one time or twice, I think. And she got injured too? Yes, he got inju injured too. So 
And what I was telling him, and this is something that I want to share with you, if you are in a competition academy, if you are in an academy that you believe that is either too harsh or too something that you're not looking for, the competition gym or a different gym, MMA or competition, is a totally different environment and goal. The end up goal is different. Competition MMA, the goal is to either fight in a cage or to go into a competition win a, a trophy. Yeah. And or being the best in the world. Being the best in the world, you have to go, like Jackson said, you have to go through training, hard training, because that's the world that they live in. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was telling him, that he felt, and I talked to him about that, I was gonna talk about a little bit of this in the, in the podcast, that <clears throat> he didn't feel worth, a worth that he was not good enough, that he felt that he, yeah. he didn't feel that he can make it there for another year because he has a one-year contract. So I was telling him, look, not only the, that you're worth being there and that you're good enough to be there, everybody's good enough to do jiu-jitsu, but the situation there, the end of goal is not the one that you want. So that's the only different thing, but they don't explain it because they're just trying to do business. They yeah. try to ace the fence and everything. It's self-defense, yeah, MMA is a little bit similar, but is not the angle that he wants because he wants to train for life. Jiu-Jitsu for life is different. It's different training. It's different angles. It's really so, hard to keep like a life joining Jiu-Jitsu unless you're like an athlete already. You know, if you go in that yeah. environment where people are training hard to compete and achieve to get that trophy, to become like the world champion and the team want to win, several years you know so they try to engage all the students to compete and uh i compete many times in my life i never been the best at it never even close to be the best at it but i was always trying to follow those standards because we had some very good competitors in my gym i had some very good competitive students and that's how i got myself in a bad in a very bad injury after many injuries i was always injured actually this is something that I don't remember myself without injury when I was training under the circumstances of be getting prepared to compete. I was always injured. This is part of what you do. You know, that's the the, the talk inside the gym. Hey, how's your knee? How's your elbow? You know, is your neck okay? And this is the this is a normal thing inside yeah, these academies. You know, it's a very normal thing. Until the day that I got a, a very spine uh, herniation disc in my spine and uh, pretty much I could not move anymore I could not do anything I couldn't train I couldn't do anything and then I, I was about to give up on jiu-jitsu I was about to to stop you know and that was pretty much six years ago when I faced this injury and uh, because my mindset was I cannot tap to my students I cannot let them control me you know, you don't want a guys to control you if you train to, to a tournament. That's going to be two or three points that's going to make you lose that fight. Mm. And that was my mindset. If I get a hard time in the gym with a student that he passed my guard, mount and choke me or nearly choke me and get me, put me under some heat, that was a wake-up call for me. I was like, no, I need to go and run more. I need to lift more weights. I need to compensate. My jiu-jitsu is not enough, I need to compensate with something else. And uh, not even talk about steroids and everything that people bring in today to 
follow those standards and be the best they can. I never been in that direction, but I was close. I was close to give up and say like, I need some steroids some or something yeah. to follow that. I can't, I could not live with the idea of losing to my students until I lost myself. You know, I lost myself and then I was broken. I could not move anymore. And that took me like two years of learning and understanding until I found something that was brilliant that today I actually, I'm very thankful that I had that back injury because brought me a, a new gift in my life called the foundation training. That's something that eventually we're going to talk about that a lot. That put me in a totally different perspective in life. And at the same time, I decide like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. If I, if I want to do jiu-jitsu for longer and really explore the, the, the talent that I have to teach and share jiu-jitsu with other people, I can't go in that path anymore. You know, competition was ruining the way I was training jiu-jitsu. And, uh, and that's when I found out like, now I have to go back to the roots and uh, learn only self-defense and only I need to find a way that I can train every day without get hurt as much. You know, you still get hurt, you know, you still get sore, a little finger tweaked yeah. here, a little bruise there, but not like before, knee surgeries and uh, herniation disc broken and bone. broken yeah, knees and knee yeah. reconstruction <clears throat> and jumping guard. I've seen like classes of my, my, my professor teaching a class, guys, today we're gonna learn how to jump in guard. That was a fundamental class. Actually, I saw a video yesterday of a big organization, fundamentals class, jumping guard. You know, like control the collar, jumping guard on each other, and you have to hold your partner there. Very hard on the knees, on the ankles, very, very hard. I've seen people get injured, like, on the fundamentals class, getting a, like a, a knee reconstruction surgery because your friend was jumping guard on you in a fundamentals class. Necessary. You know, the risks are so much bigger. <clears throat> and most of the academies that uh, they are focusing competition, they also say like, oh no, we do self-defense. Uh, the student walking, oh, I want to learn how to defend myself. Great, you are in the right place. But as soon he walk in the mats, he's going to learn how to do a grip. Like this, controlling the elbow, ah, grip a little bit more up here, otherwise the guy can wrist lock you, you know, and all these kind of things that they are not realistic at all. You're gonna train for years and you're not gonna learn how to defend against a punch or a, or, or a kick or if somebody put on the ground is not realistic. So, and, and it's not wrong. If you want to go and compete, if that's your, your thing, and I think that's great and bring you a lot of benefits, it's gonna put you on track gonna teach you how to, the aspects of jiu-jitsu, they are there. They are there. You know, you're gonna learn how to survive in a bad situation, but it's gonna take longer. It's gonna take, it's, it's harder for you to achieve those goals, you know? And you're gonna have to be part of this group, like our oh, competition training, oh, today we're gonna, we're gonna go very hard, come on. And then your coach is screaming at you, go, go, don't give up, don't stop. And uh, really takes out the real essence of, Jiu-Jitsu, you know, that's the survival, the philosophy, the being calm in a bad situation, master uh, to defeat your ego, and, uh, and the most important thing that we talk all the time, it's just be comfortable in an uncomfortable situation, yeah. you know, 
If you are training for a competition, you're never gonna be comfortable in an uncomfortable situation because if you stay there for three seconds, your partner yeah. gonna score a point on you and that can be your loss right there. You know, if he pass your guard and get you on the side and you be comfortable in the, in the in uncomfortable position, you are losing the fight. Yeah. You are losing it. And today, the understanding that we have is totally different. If the guys pass my guard and he ha and and he got me in the side mounts, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't think about time limit. I don't think about explode to get there. I'm fine. As long I have my body safe and I'm not giving up an opportunity for him to submit me, I'm fine. I take the whole time I need to try to get out of there. So it's a two different aspects. So just to make that more clear, I've been focused on self-defense only in the last five years. And coincidentally being five years that I don't get injured. <laughs> my knees are fine, my shoulders are good, my spine, I never felt so strong with 42 years old. I feel way stronger than 10 years ago. So I can see the two sides of it because I've been there. And today I see the results on the students too, like everybody training safe in the gym. We rarely have somebody that get injured, you know, like very minor injuries happen in the gym. And I think that's the result of a, well, of a good... I can tell you like mines. Mines in three years is... Um, not even like anything big that got me out of the mound, nothing. Like just a little jam on the finger, normal, that I landed wrongly. And I continue going because that's not gonna stop anything, mm -hmm. just as a little sprain. And then a sprain on my, my toe, that's it. Yeah. In three years, three and years. I consider Rafael to be a good level of a blue belt. <laughs> I think if I put Rafael to train with another blue belt, same weight than him, and, uh, and a, a guy that's been preparing for a tournament, for example, and I get him to train to Rafael today. Rafael been with me for three years now, training only self-defense, breathing this philosophy of surviving, and I believe that maybe this competition opponent gonna pass his guard, gonna mount on him, and gonna score points on him, gonna get the back. But I, I think that he's gonna have a hard time to finish Rafael in an armbar or choke, whatever the submission is. He's gonna make him work really, really hard and probably get him to work a little rough to achieve that. But who cares? Who really cares? If he taps or if he don't tap, tap, it's a part of it. You know, if you think like, if your mindset is, I can't not tap to anybody, you're doing this wrong. You know, you're doing, you're not doing the concept of jujitsu. You should be okay with tapping. What I am now, if I have students, a brown belt students that come in close and they put some heat on me there, I'm fine. If they tap, I'm fine to tap with my for my students today. You know, uh, this week I also saw a post, a post of a guy on social media saying like, if your if your professor not rolling with you, you are training the wrong gym. And I agree with that. That's I agree with that. And that was me. That was me. Like sometimes I don't want to roll. I don't want to train because I was not in my best day. I was not feeling that I could defeat everybody today. Every day is a good day for me because I'm fine with that. So I'm a professor that I train with my students pretty much every day. I roll with them pretty much every day, but my ego is out of me. You know, before there's many days, sometimes even a month that I, no, I, I don't want to roll. I, I'm not going to roll today 
because I was not in my best shape, my best performance during that month. So I don't want to take the risk at all. I just don't want to take the risk. And today I'm fine with that. Even if I'm not in my best day, like uh, I have, uh, I had tendonites on my arm, so I would not train before. If my arm was not 100%, I would not train. No, I can't train my arms. Today I hold a ball in my hand and I train to my students. They get my back, they mount on me. So I'm practicing my defense anyway, you know, a very playful way. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's a good uh, comparison about the two sides of Jiu-Jitsu. None of them are right and wrong. Just if you're looking for Jiu-Jitsu and if you are in a place, maybe you're, you know, you're training self-defense and that's not enough for you. You're a very athletic guy and that's not enough for you. Go, go and find a gym where people train harder. And either way around, you know, like if you are in a competition gym and that's too hard for you, you're getting injured all the time, you don't feel confident to go and train and you're not okay to tap with your friends, just so you know that there is another Methodology. Thing, methodology yeah. waiting for you somewhere. There's another curriculum, there's another, you know, there's another, there's another way to train Jiu-Jitsu somewhere that you can always explore. You know, so don't give up <clears throat> if you are training for in a gym that you're not comfortable. Just research a little bit and find out another academy that could deliver the product that you're looking for. You know, either way around. I have students in my gym that I have to come to them and say, look, I am blocking your potential you know a student that he want to train very hard and he want to attack you hooks and he going 100 percent with everybody i see that guy like hey you're gonna do very well if you go compete and he was asking i want to go compete and i said look there's a gym down the road here that you're gonna fit very well there you should go there and try a class no professor but i like to train with you i said look i i love to have you here but you not we are not exploring your best here at my gym Okay, you are not just, I'm not exploring your best, but you also is a, you are a, you are a little dangerous here to train here, you know, I have to be watching you all the time, and if I leave the gym and leave you training here, I'm not comfortable yeah. with that, so I have invited some of my students to go train somewhere else, and they did, and they go, and I think they're doing very well there. You know, students that I come to them and say, look, I love to have you here, but I think you belong to some a different place. And that's go either way around, you know, so never feel that to give up before you try everything. You yeah. know, there's must be something waiting for you out there. Yeah, there's many things that you have to think about that there's different angles in different contexts on different gyms. So don't think that there's only one gym that's going to give you everything. Yeah. And sadly, here in Houston, if you go here, you get to know that there's a lot of, uh, of the competition gyms, but it's not bad or good. It's just a different product that they're trying to sell. So Yeah, there is this event that recently happened in Brazil of uh, a very well-known competitor, a top-ranked top competitor. Uh, one of the biggest events that happened in Brazil. And... Uh, and the guy said that he hurt his knee and then from nowhere he ran to the crowd and attack people in the crowd because people was cursing at him or whatever and uh, and that brought a lot of attention towards the competition aspect of jiu-jitsu where this competition mindset are bringing people you know why this anger why people are dragging 
the trash talk from MMA and put this inside of jiu-jitsu that's supposed to be a martial art that's rely 100% on respect, discipline, and where is this? What, what's going on here? What's going on with this competition thing now that people go to the weight, go to weight and they stare at each other and they curse at each other and they say yeah. they're gonna kill each other. Where's the martial arts on that event there? You know, jiu-jitsu is yeah. not supposed to be that. Jiu-jitsu is supposed to empower the weak for him, for him to become a better person, you know, for him to survive and be confident to face a bigger opponent and be okay with that, you know. And this event, I think, was was bad for jiu-jitsu, but the good side of it is that brought a lot of attention to where where's the competition now? Is this there's a regulation about it? What what's the rules are about? Is that okay? Like you get angry in the mat and you run towards somebody and you attack somebody in the crowd. Is that okay to do that? Is that is that a martial art thing? Does people do that in karate? Does people do that in in other martial arts? Mm, it's something for us to think about, you know. So that event really brought a lot of attention. I saw a lot of masters in Brazil. I'm talking about red belts, coral belts, really trying to investigate more and see. <clears throat> what's going on there, you know? Recently, I work as a referee for many years for the biggest federation in the world, and I remember me refereeing, there is like a blue belt guy cursing and saying names to my mom, and I don't think, not because he's a blue belt and I'm a black belt, but I don't think like anybody should go to a tournament and curse at each other and be angry at each other and create like, lose friendships and you know i saw one master say in brazil uh he made a he made a video saying like i can't bring my kid to a tournament my kid's 10 years old i can't bring him to a tournament i don't feel safe to bring my kid to a tournament yeah. you know i see at my gym like all families coming to the gym and sit around there and hang out there and they don't have this kind of issues they, there's nobody color cursing there is no people not being friendly with each other and uh, I think we are really keeping the thing alive. We really think we, we really keep the philosophy of jiu-jitsu alive. Yeah, there's a lot of schools so that are doing that be too. Be careful to don't let those things fool you, you know? <clears throat> be careful to don't leave the martial art aspect of jiu-jitsu that's such a beautiful thing get lost, you know? I think we are, we are all responsible for the way that Jiu-Jitsu growing. Jiu-Jitsu is unbelievable, fast growing, one of the biggest, most growing sports around the world. Let's get together and don't let that get lost because it's beautiful and we don't want that to change. Yeah, there's many things in the court on the martial art that is living behind just because yeah. of the entertainment part. Yeah, so just to finish, uh, we are not talking good or bad about anything, you know, it's it's out there. As I told She's you, like, different. I have invited students to go to tournaments. I think that benefits a lot of people too. Both sides really benefit people somehow. But don't give up because you're not happy in the place you are, you know. Try something else. Go to another gym. All the gyms offer, like, free trials and... Go, meet them, go, walk in and, hey, can I try a class? Oh, do you train somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, I train in the other gym there, but I'm not happy there. Can I can I try a class here to see how that goes? I don't think that's uh, Creonte, 
Creont is a Brazilian word uh, for a guy that he betrayed his team and go to another team. I don't have that kind of thing in my gym. I don't see any of my students at Creonte that leaves yeah. me and go train somewhere else. If he's happy there, training there, I also gonna be happy for his choice. You know, one student go, another five come in the door. And uh, that's the way I see things. And uh, I'm really enjoying my days, not being injured and training every day and exploring the best part of Jiu Jitsu that I have. I have ever met, you know, this, what I'm living now, it's, it's a dream. I see a bunch of happy people in the gym, a lot of results with the kids, and I will probably never change that anymore. Awesome. Yeah, anything else? No, we're good to go. Good. Thank you very much, everybody. A little bit of sharing what we think, and uh, I see you guys soon. Yeah. Thank you.